stuff. Hike up to the mountain top, I swim down in the lake. Alana wants to see how much fun that we can take. Our tents are all set up, our dinner dishes clean. Welcome to episode 131 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I am your host, Mike Mason, and you found the show where I get to know the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And we've got two guests on this very special episode. The first is Mick Sullivan, my fellow podcaster. He's got a great show called The Past and the Curious, which is more than just the cleverest name I've ever heard. But it's a history podcast for kids who want to learn a little bit. I had a nice time talking to Mick. We talked about Louisville. I think we talked about fried chicken. We probably did. I mean, why not, right? We talked about his podcast. We talked about the work that he does. Really great conversation. What got him into history? Why he loves what he does? And I also checked back in again with Steve Denyes of Hullabaloo, who's got a brand new album called 20 Songs in 20 Days. And he made this album and challenged some of his kindy friends and by challenged i mean invited them very nicely to write a song on the same theme that he was writing on you'll have to listen to him explain it to really understand it but all of the proceeds from this album benefit an amazing nonprofit called happy star melodies you can find information about happy star melodies as well as this record and the alternate versions of the songs that steve did that other artists contributed all at www.goodstuffpod.com and now with no further idea with this which is a french way of saying no further stuff let me say you can reach me at mike at goodstuffpod.com or find me on social media at goodstuffpod i will respond i will respond quickly it may not be at length it may not be like a, a long response but i'll respond So enjoy this double whammy with Mick Sullivan from the Past and the Curious podcast, as well as Steve Denius from Hullabaloo talking about the Hullabaloo album, 20 Songs in 20 Days. Oh, by the way, that song you heard was called Camping with Alana, and you can hear the whole thing at the end of the show. You should also check out what mine and Mick's buddies at Kids Listen are doing because we have all got a hashtag called Kids Listen Summer where we're putting up our Summer Sweeps episode. And the reason why I think that Mick is appropriate for this is because just because it's summertime doesn't mean that we should stop learning. And Mick's podcast is a great and semi-sneaky way to make sure that your kids are getting something valuable through their summer vacation. It's not devious. It's just putting on a high-quality podcast for them to learn a little something so thanks to mick for making that happen okay okay we're ready and we're ready we're ready we're ready here comes mick sullivan from the past and the curious podcast followed by steve denius from hullabaloo thanks for listening talk to you soon it is uh it's exciting to welcome mick sullivan from the past and the curious podcast to the good stuff kids podcast how are you doing today mick I'm doing great. It's great to be with you. How are you? I'm doing great. I have a few things that we need to get out of the way right out of the bat. Number one, okay. um, people should know that you are very, very flexible and understanding when all kinds of things happened in the Good Stuff household and we had to reschedule. So you should be known for your flexibility. Second of all, <laughs> you are the winner of the 2018 by far best named podcast award of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Does that come with a trophy? It comes with a trophy that... 
I don't have yet, but I mean, okay, it right. is, and, and we'll, we'll get into that to the name and we'll get into it a little bit, but I just want like, first and foremost, your podcast is outstanding quality and everything that you guys are doing is great. But the name itself, like I look at it and I'm just like that stroke of genius. Like that is <laughs> so brilliant. And I think we'll get to it. So, so why don't we start with like who you are, a little bit of what you do and, and how we sort of got to the point of having a podcast. Yeah, so I am. Uh, uh, I'm a. I work in a museum. I'm a museum educator. I work at the Fraser History Museum in Louisville, Kentucky, which is, um, as the name would indicate, a history museum. And uh, I get to do a lot of really fun programming. That's that's one of the things that I'm in charge of. Um, and I do a lot of summer camp uh, and out of school time learning and weekend programming for kids and families. And uh, over the last five or six years, I just kind of developed a lot of really great stories and and really fun. Um, things that I saw kids react to face to face. And I decided, man, I wish that there was a way that I could reach more people than the people that I can meet face to face. And that, that really kind of is where the podcast sprang from. But on top of that, I'm a, I'm a semi-professional musician around Louisville, Kentucky too. And, and I kind of thought I could wrap all that stuff into a, into a fun podcast. Nice. Yeah, very, very sort of similar. Like I am a very, you know, part-time kind of music person myself. Um, and it's great when the two passions come together, right? Like it just feels like there's so much, well, I'll, I'll speak for myself and then you can tell me if I'm right or wrong, but like just the ability to set the tone with your own music, I think is such a nice thing. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, and a lot of things that I've done in my past, like, I didn't realize we're kind of leading to this. Like I play a lot of, a lot of jazz. Um, uh, that's actually what my degree is in. Um, and, and like, that's very improvised based and you have to listen. And so I, I, I do a lot of that with the background, create the background, like underscore to the, to, to some of the stories. And it, it's, it's, it like feeds that. And one of my favorite things that I did a long time ago was, uh, do write some original scores to Buster Keaton silent movies. Uh-huh. Um, and, and that, that's like, uh, I was like, Oh, I didn't realize that that was really kind of going to be a way that I was going to think when I was writing a podcast. Oh, wow. Interesting. It's, it spreads, it spreads the brain a little bit, which is a weird thing to yeah. say, but like it does. Um, okay. So you're at a history museum and you're the guy, like when kids sign their, or when, not when kids sign their parents up, but actually when parents sign their kids up for summer camp, they're getting the programming that you've written and that you've created. So all of these, and you mentioned the story, so I'm trying to paint the broader picture here. You mentioned, you know, when you're telling kids about things that they can find in the museum, like you can see the, the, the impact that it's having. You can see it spark their curiosity. So that's got to be such a, a rewarding feeling in and of itself. And then to take it. So are all of the episodes of the podcast, I believe we're at 18 or 19 at this point. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Right. That's right. So are, yeah. are all of them based on sort of that feeling? Like we did this at the museum and kids really responded to it. And I want to turn this into a podcast. Is it similar to that? Yeah. The, the feeling is very much the same. Um, we, the the newer the newest episodes the more current stuff um is a, a lot of that is beyond the scope of what we talk about at the museum but like i don't have objects that relate to marian anderson uh-huh. the famous singer i don't have objects that relate to um 
the Marquis de Lafayette, which is somebody that I'm going to be talking about in the future. But, I mean, I still try to work those narratives and those threads in because I feel like those are people that everyone should just be aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but within the museum, like, a lot of the original programming, kids who come to camp, who listen to the podcast, like, in the first half of the, the series, like, the first 20 or, or first 10 episodes – like they'll tell their parents like, oh, I know this story. I've already heard Mr. Mick tell this story, uh-huh. you know. So there's a, there's definitely a lot of that. Um, so it feeds that, and it's a lot of the same approach. But obviously with summer camp, it can't just be story-based. we got to do activities too. Right. So we'll often like reframe things. Like maybe um, when we talk about the uh, – when I tell the story about John Vanvard, who made the longest painting in the world, which is just one of my favorite stories, um, it was stretched on a great big canvas that um, – he created these rotating pedestals for and so he would turn a crank and it would move on stage and it would look like a river was floating by so it was like this 1840s proto movie you know yeah um and so you know that that we can do an art project about that like we can we can try to create a really really big picture on a wall or make really small moving pictures and try to replicate that crank system and stuff like that so so yeah it's a springboard for a lot of things yeah absolutely so um but you're not alone in the creation of the podcast are you You have a little bit of a team that you work with yeah yeah i do um i've got i've got some great people and originally it started with just me writing um most of the stuff and then bringing i wanted to just have a lot of different people's voices in Mm -hmm. um but we have, uh, but I have had several people. One of my good friends, Heather Funk, has written several several stories for the podcast now, and I, she actually teaches with me at camp, so it okay. just kind of naturally happened. Um, and then uh, I've just recently had a few other people who have read stories who have been like, "Can I write a story?" I'm like, "Yeah, of course you can write a story. Oh, cool. You know what it's supposed to sound like, you know?" Yeah, 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 yeah. But but I have a great team of of friends who do who help me with all the music. My friend Amber Estesinaman sings. She's on a lot of the episodes and uh-huh. is just a wonderful singer and and it's it's a lot of it's a lot of fun to work with good friends who are super talented. Yeah, it makes a difference, right? Like you know, you have your I think I saw some you have your Brooklyn-based drummer. Everyone needs a Brooklyn-based drummer, right? Yeah, totally, totally, <laughs> totally. Yeah, he was actually the first guy who uh so we were in a band when he lived in Louisville. We were in a band together and he um Moved to New York, and I was up in New York visiting. We, I was doing some stuff and visiting. I stayed with him one night and kind of told him, like, what I was – before the podcast had really developed, I was just kind of, like, thinking it through. It hadn't started yet. Uh-huh. And he was like, well, I want to read. And I was like, really? You don't even know what it is. So I sent him – I think he was on the first show, and he's been on since. Uh-huh. Like, he just liked the idea. So And it's been great. It's a great way to – keep in touch with him somebody that i don't wouldn't get to work with normally yeah it, it that's very through cool the magic of our digital age yeah right like it, it brings people together in a weird way like you you have these people from your your past um and i have had the similar experience where it's like oh my gosh like i need this i, I don't need i would love to, to get this person's input on this that i haven't yeah. talked to in like x number of years or whatever it is so so i think this is really interesting and something that is important for kids to hear Tell me a little bit about what it's like to write, and I think that I'm getting this right, to write an episode of The Past and Curious. Yeah. Um, I love to just dig around and poke around in old stories. And, like, some of them are pretty famous. Like, the Marian Anderson story is really famous. 
So, so it's like sometimes I'll bump into a story like that. I'm like, I really want to tell that story for 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 a kid. Like, I want kids to hear that story. Um, but most of the episodes have have a theme that ties everything together. So then I have to figure out like, okay, well, if I'm going to tell the Marian Anderson story, I need to figure out what other story I'm going to match that with. And then, like in most cases, I, I'm I'll try to find a song that that fits as well. Uh, maybe that wasn't a great example because Marian Anderson is a singer, and I just play <laughs> a song by her because there's no way I can outdo that, you know? Right. Um. But but it's but it it always starts with just like reading. Like I'll go to the library or I'll poke around uh, at a museum or I'll or I'll be in conversation with somebody who who knows a lot of stuff, and I'll just pick their brains, or it'll just happen naturally. Yeah. And it just like one little idea grabs me and then it's like, well, okay, how do I develop this? How can I, how can I tell this story one in a way that kids are going to like it? And two, how can I tell this story in a way that maybe hasn't been done before? Like what perspective can I take? Like, how can I, how can I frame it? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, it's, it's, it's really, really fun to, to see. I, n- I don't always know what's going to happen going into it like sometimes i'll be like oh like i'm working on an episode right now about the statue of liberty that'll be out in about a week or Uh two weeks and like i that one it's like okay i'm going to tell the story of emma lazarus the person who wrote that that famous poem and i'm going to tell the story of um joseph pulitzer the guy who raised penny by penny the money to fund the pedestal and i'm going to tell the story of gustav eiffel the guy who figured out how to put the whole thing together um, wow. And so, like those are, it's it, like I can connect all those stories very well. It's 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 super easy. But well, it's super easy once I've done all the research. <laughs> right. the it's super easy after the fact, like once it's done. I guess. <laughs> uh, so were you? Uh, so you're you're a musician. Um, that I that part I can relate to. I think the his, the history piece. So were, did you go to? You said you went to school for music, but so how did you get into? Uh, and this is like the simplest thing I've ever said that I'm not, you know, like, how did you get into history? You know, sure. how, did, how do you end up a museum educator? How is it that history and the study of history and telling the stories, like the true stories, like nonfiction, how is it that mm-hmm. came to be a, a, a pretty big part of who you are? Yeah, I think about that all the time because I, I, I'm not totally sure. <laughs> um, but I know without a doubt that it that it began with my grandfather. I mean, my grandfather, when I was a kid, like I remember I remember sitting on his lap and like working on a map. And um, they tell me like I don't remember, but they were like be- between the age of two and three, apparently like I could point out every state on the map, name it. And, and tell my grandfather something about it. And I was regurgitating what he had told me, but like, I know that that's where it began. And he loved history and, and, and like would take me to museums. Uh, we would, you know, we would travel occasionally. Um, so I know that that's where it began. And, and I learned how to just appreciate something for what it was like, mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Something happened here before me, you know, You're right. that's a, that's a big thing to, to, to understand and to, to grasp. Right. Huh. Um, and, and, and then, you know, I, I always liked it during, through grade school and, and high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I, when I graduated college, my family owns a, 
a business. They own a, a music store, so I I ran the music store and and worked there and taught taught guitar lessons and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and and history kind of took a back seat. And then one year, my wife and I um took a took a vacation where we like drove. We live in, you know we live in Louisville, so it's not near the ocean or anything. But we drove to Virginia Beach and went to Thomas Jefferson's house, and we went to um. Uh, which is in Charlottesville, not in Virginia Beach, but but we went around and then we went to Delaware and then we went to Philadelphia and we went to Gettysburg. And I came back from that trip and just had this overwhelming desire to just immerse myself, which, you know, I was still always reading, but it, I, it, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't get enough of it. And, um, was, Somehow got a job at the museum uh, yeah. where I work now as a someone. I, I it wasn't as an educator. I got in um, running the front end, so like the gift shop and like the the front desk and stuff because sure. I was I could do that. It was a job that I could do at that time, and just slowly, anytime they needed anything programming wise, I would be like, oh, I can do that. Let me let me take a stab at it. Yeah, and I always did a pretty good job at it, and then they just started giving me more and more responsibility and. Now I'm like kind of in charge of that stuff. <laughs> it's well, that's that's amazing. Like, cool that like this trip sort of pushed you in this direction, and then so then you get to the then you get so then you get to the podcast, and we'll pick up there in just a second. But is the family music store still in existence? Yes, it is. Nice. And what's the name of the family music store? Uh, it's called Stylberg String Instruments. Okay, everybody. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. So it's stringinstruments.com is is the is the web address. We str- bought that a long time ago. Stringinstruments.com, check it out. For yeah. those of you in the market who want to support a family business. For yeah. Nick's family. I mean, for goodness sake, I want to. Um all yeah. right, we'll talk about that later. But anyway, so so you you sort of have this this path that you are on, and then you're at the museum and you're educating and you're telling stories, and then you you are a podcast fan. Is that how you got to the idea of a podcast? Yeah, very much so. Yeah, uh-huh. my wife and I. Uh, it, it, it's weird because I'm such a I'm such a music lover, but but there was a point in my life where like the way the the t- most of the time that I would consume music, like most people would be in the car, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, like we made the switch where we were just listening to podcast after podcast after podcast. Before long, I was like, I'm not listening to enough music, but it was okay because <laughs> you know there was it, it. There's it's just such an awesome format because you you can it's so easy to learn like it, it there there's there's so much great information out there and you're likely to find a podcast or a person creating a podcast who delivers it in a way that works for you you know mm-hmm. cuz not yeah. everybody's the same right so that's amazing okay great and so now we're going to get to the big reveal so you have the idea for the podcast so how did you get this brilliant name that is going to that is the award winner possibly of all time. I mean, let's just call it what it is. It's the all-time yeah. award-winning best podcast. Right. You name. can you can call it that. Sure, um, that's great. Uh, I I I don't know. I was I was kicking around a lot of ideas at the same time that I was doing this. I was like believing that I could very easily crack into the children's history book market, which course now i realize like it's a it's a lot harder to, to crack that nut than i thought uh-huh. um but 
but so then I was like, well, I can't do that. So like maybe maybe if I can do this podcast and like create this entity, like maybe I can like label books this way too. So I was looking for different names, and I I, I like comedy, and there was a there's a comedy show that I, I I like a comedian I like named Chris Hardwick who would always make fun of the Fast and the Furious, which is not a movie I have ever seen. Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I've never seen any of those. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, like I was just, I was, I had a, I had a long list of, of names that I was going through. I don't even remember what other ones were. And I was checking to see what web addresses were still available. And the uh-huh. Fast and the Curious was available. And so I grabbed it. Boom. There it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's yeah. awesome. That's great. Yeah. Okay. So, so you have about eight, well, more than 18 episodes because you have some bonus content. If you were to point listeners to the Good Stuff Kids podcast who may not know about the past and the curious to, to mm-hmm. the, to one episode that you've done that you think really encapsulates like what yeah. the show is now and, and really is the best introduction, which one would it be? Um, it would be the spies episode. Okay. Uh, so that would be like, not the most current one, which I think is 18. I think it would be episode 17, but Spies. Yeah. Spies. Okay. So go check out the Spies episode. Mick, how can we find you and how can we follow you and keep up with everything that's going on in the world? You know, um, we have a, the past on the curious.com is, is certainly very easy. I also have Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and, um, and, and I'm on all the, the podcast platforms like iTunes and Stitcher and, and Google Play. Awesome. Now I can't. I, I have to bring this up. This is a little bit more personal than some of the 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 other stuff that we've talked about. And I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but my little brother is is moving to Louisville in what? like yeah in like the next month. So I'm not asking. That's for, awesome. Yeah, I'm not asking for a job, right? Like he's got a job. He's doing all right. He he and his all wife right. are moving there, but like he needs places to eat. Can you recommend like two or three places? I mean, maybe not just for him, but for anyone who's going to be in the Louisville area. Oh yeah. Yeah. Louisville, Louisville is a food town. First off, let me say, you say Louisville, like I say Louisville, Uh which is not the way anyone in Louisville says it. No one believes that I'm actually born in Louisville because in, (laughs) in this area you say Louisville or, or Louisville, Louisville. you know, but but I say, yeah, there's, yeah. I say Louisville because as someone who likes history, um, I know that it was named after King Louis the Sixteenth, not King Lua the Sixteenth. So, uh, <laughs> ladies and so, gentlemen, but, so, this so, is so. an this is an example of Mick <laughs> doing what he does. He's living his gimmick, folks. History first. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So he he's gonna have to like pick a side on the the whole. How do you say the city name? at uh-huh. some point. So get, get him prepped on that. Uh, but the thing about Louisville is there is so much great food. It is a big, big, big food town. So yeah. Um, one of my favorite restaurants is uh, uh, a place called Eiderdown, which is in my neighborhood. Okay. Um, it's a, like a, like a German comfort food, but it's, 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 it's super hip. It's a, it's a great place. Uh-huh. Um, oh, that's so good. Uh, if he is into, Oh man, that's a tough question. Well, let's imagine. Um, let's imagine that he's into like fried chicken. Oh, okay. He's like, into fried chicken. There's, yeah, there's a place not far from uh, in the in the Highlands neighborhood called the Eagle. That's 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 very good. Okay. Um, if he likes hot chicken, there's a place called Joella's that has All hot right. chicken. All right. Now we're getting um, somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh, and I'll tell you, um, uh, like 
I'm not I'm not a practicing Catholic, but uh, this time of year there's a big Catholic. Uh, um, there, Louisville has a lot of Catholic people and Catholic churches, and the fish fries here yeah. on Friday nights are awesome, man. Okay, They're that totally is totally awesome. That is unexpected. That's good news. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so uh, so anyway. Mick, thanks so much. The the passinthecurious.com, stringedinstruments.com. I didn't realize that we were oh, going to no, be... Oh, no, string, no ED. Oh, string no ED, string instruments. Yeah. So good thing I said that wrong. And you could correct me so that, therefore, uh, <laughs> we don't send people to the wrong place. Um, but Mick, this has been really, really fun, and your show is great and well-produced. And I love that uh, I love that you're doing your your own original music. If people were interested in like hearing some more of your music, is there a place where we could go? Are you on Spotify, Apple Music, anything like that? <clears throat> um, not yet with this stuff. However, uh, I have um, a collection of music from the show. So I've taken 11 of my favorite recordings from the show, song uh-huh. performances. Um, and actually, those are being mastered as we speak. And I'm going to just release them via uh, download and I'll have some CDs on cool. CD Baby, um, probably within the next month. I also have a band ah. called, Squeeze, called Squeezebot, which is an uh, it's an instrumental band. Okay. And it's um, accordion, banjo, tuba, and drums. And oh. we play we play everything from Charles Mingus and Thelonious Monk to George Michael and queen and um culture uh well no that is george michael um you know it, yeah. uh, it, that it's 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 a really fun group nice and that's we can find that squeezebot squeezebot.com that's on spotify yeah Great. totally cool all right uh mick thank you so much we'll talk to you soon good stuff Okay, so welcome back to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. Steve Denius from Hullabaloo. Steve, how are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, we got some we got some music to talk about. We have a, a new Hullabaloo record, 20 songs in 20 days. Um, and we should just remind people that we have spoken before. We had a really fun conversation. It was uh, episode 65, which people can find for free at goodstuffpod.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And that was on sort of the eve of your 3000th show and your 13th album. So what's happened yeah. between <laughs> between then and now? <laughs> Another few hundred shows, I guess. Yeah. If I'm doing the math right. Uh, yeah, that and... Uh, the most most recent thing is uh, this uh, twenty songs in twenty days project that uh, that I just released as a as a digital album. Right. So so this is a this is an interesting project, and I'd love to hear sort of the idea behind it. Um, it's not just you know you didn't just write twenty songs and put it out, but there's there's real reasoning right. behind it, and there's a real thing going on here. So fill us yeah, in. Yeah. Yeah. So. So rewinding to the beginning, I, I guess I, d- I didn't even really intend to, to release it as an album um, that just kind of flowed from it. But uh, going back to the start, um, I rounded up a bunch of my kids' musician uh, friends out there, names that will be familiar to you and, uh, and to your listeners, um, rounded up 20, uh, 20 other musicians and said, all right, let's do this thing where we... Um, we write, record, and post a song a day. So I, I did it for 20 days straight, and I had 20 guest musicians. And um, the idea was, from the start, that we would have people uh, submit song titles. So we weren't making up the song titles. Uh, we'd draw one out of a hat every morning. And so what I did, um, 
was I asked people to uh, make a small donation uh, for every song title that they submitted, and um, the all the proceeds would go to a charity that's local here to San Diego called Happy Star Melodies. And uh, what they do is they um, they bring music in terms of performance, but also musical instruments to kids that are uh, facing life-threatening illnesses and spending a lot of time in hospitals and need some need some joy in their lives. So um, I chose that as a charity. And um, so what we did was we uh, every morning I'd wake up, pull a song title out of a hat. I'd start writing it. I'd tell uh, my guest musician uh, what the song title was, and we would both write a song to the same title. And that was that was the first phase of the project. Oh, cool. Uh-huh. And so... Um, that that was super fun. We posted all the songs online, and uh, it was it was fun to hear you know like what I wrote compared to somebody else and where they took the song, and you know it was it was really fun, uh, fun project. And then um, got to the end of the twenty days, and I was like, well, I kind of like these songs. You know, the, <laughs> under under the constraints of writing one a day, you don't think they're gonna they're gonna be uh, a masterpiece necessarily. You know, I'll, I'll take a month to write a song um, left to my own devices, but. But I was actually really pleased with uh, with all twenty of the songs, um, and said, "Heck, let's uh, let's take this fundraiser one step farther." And so I released it as a digital album, and um, all of the proceeds uh, from the streaming royalties to downloads to however people get music digitally these days, all those proceeds also go to Happy Star Melodies. Wow. Okay. So a couple follow up questions to that. Um, yeah. You said that all of the songs, the twenty songs that you wrote, and the twenty songs that your your friends wrote, were all on the web. Are those still available to track down? Those are on the web. Um, yes, and you know, <laughs> it's kind of a long URL. So maybe I'll email that to you and you yeah. put it in the podcast notes if people want to hear. Um, if if you don't mind, let me let me run through this list of names. They're yeah, amazing musicians. Um, <laughs> Starting with uh, just in order of how they went, Jason Didner, Jason Didner, um, KB Worley, Jazzy Ash, Randy Kaplan, Jim Cosgrove, Uno Dos Tres, Andres, uh, Ali Murray, Laura Doherty, um, uh, Ralph's World, Mr. G, Vered Ronan, Charity uh, Charity Khan, uh, Kurt Gallagher, Catherine Cloward, Francis England, Liz DeRoche, um, the Singing Lizard. Lucky Diaz, Andy Ferguson, who is Red Yarn, and uh, Karen Kay. So I just had this dream list of, of musicians, and they wrote some wonderful songs. So I'll, I'll make sure I get that link to you yeah. so people want to hear yeah, what many, they wrote. Many of whom have been guests on the Good Stuff Kids podcast, I figured, too. I figured, yeah, probably, <laughs> probably most of them. Well, yeah, yeah I, I think we're about half. But, um, well, that would be cool to hear. Like, I think that that's a fascinating piece of it. So, so you put these 20 songs up. And I've listened to a bunch of them. I would love to hear from you. Like, I just think it's interesting to hear from the artists, right? You wrote these 20 songs in 20 days. And I'm guessing you didn't doctor them too much. You didn't go back and do many rewrites for this release. Yeah, no. So that was that was part of doing it. Uh, if I was going to if I was gonna release it, I wanted it to be honest and true yeah. to what it was. So yeah. Um, yeah. the only thing that I did was I went back and... Um, uh, paid a little bit more attention to the technical process of mixing them down, Got uh, it. but I didn't add or subtract anything. They're um, uh, they're the exact recordings that I made the day of. Cool. Um, I was tempted, you know. There's there's right. some very human flaws <laughs> in some of these recordings, as I was at my wit's end and just trying to get the thing finished. 
um, there's there's stuff that I would love to have changed. But I was, I wanted it to be just like a real uh, documentation of, yeah. of the 20th Sonics project. Absolutely. So you mentioned that you you sort of fell in love with these songs. What are you know maybe two or three of them that you are really really happy with and you really think that they have some life to them and could make their way into a a hullabaloo concert even yeah yeah you know the um one of one of my favorites just for pure silliness is a song called my trip to paris uh-huh. um, and it, that was a song title submitted and um i wrote that on the same day that uh, jazzy ash uh, was the guest artist, and she wrote this beautiful, sophisticated, sort of jazzy um, Parisian type song. And I wrote the total nonsensical uh, <laughs> song. It was just could not have been more ap- uh, more opposite. Uh, but it's kind of fun. It just it uh, it uses some French words that you know really don't make any sense and don't go together. So I'm pretending to know French and speaking horribly. <laughs> Um, so that was that that's was a fun one of my one. favorites. That's a fun one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. And then, um, and then uh, probably on the on the opposite end of the spectrum, on the more um, serious side, I I, um, I came to really like the song Supermoon, um, just as a just uh, probably I guess probably for geeky songwriter reasons, I I, I like the way that one came out. Uh-huh. Um, kind of a just kind of a little snapshot about. Uh, taking a moment um, in the backyard, just lying underneath the moon and just being grateful for what you have. So, um, so those are two on the opposite ends of the spectrum, and um, you know, one one being just goofy and yeah and ridiculous, and the other being a little more serious. Yeah. Well, we get we get all of those. We get those emotions. We get that stuff with hollow yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, and it, it's with making music for kids. I think it's important to. Um, you know, they don't all have to be goofy, up-tempo things. It's, I think it's good to take a step yeah. back and kind of acknowledge human feelings, you know, other than just, hey, this is fun and this is silly. Yeah. Or, you know. And, and I, I like that. Um, I think you mentioned that proceeds from the record in any form, right? Like royalty, yeah, whatever, yeah. like that all go to the Happy Star Melodies program. So you there's a there's a purpose to this. Um, yeah, you know, and, and I, you know, these days, I mean, if we're honest, it's really hard to get, um, you know, the, we independent artists don't really, um, you know, it, it's hard to capture people's attention and, and you know, fundraisers and people are inundated with you know, all the stuff online and, um, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot vying for our attention and, and our, you know, our charitable dollars and all that kind of stuff. The one thing I like about doing a, um, uh, a fundraiser this way is that hopefully people will want to listen to the music and however they listen to music, whether it's, you know, streaming on Spotify or downloading on iTunes or Amazon.com, any of those uh, outlets, however they would normally do it um, just by listening, um, those proceeds go to uh, straight to happy star, you know, as opposed to like, okay, I'm going to you know, sit down at the computer and I'm going to donate five or 10 bucks to happy star uh, melodies just yeah. by listening, you know, they listen every day. Yeah. More money goes to Happy Star. Yeah. So you uh, you you took the uh, you took the effort of people having to sit down and pull out their credit card out of the equation, which is yeah, yeah, I mean, which and, is you know, and I'm okay. sorry to interrupt. The, um, and and it's um, you know, streaming uh, royalties and 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 compensation for musicians is a big topic these days. And you know, it, they're still working out the kinks on how to get it all done and and get uh you know get musicians compensated there's some legislation happening now that that will help but um you know it just seemed like a great way to be like okay you know what let's just send it all to happy star melodies and um 
and as a as a side note, the you know money comes trickling in over time, right. and um, and rather than send them a check for three dollars every other month, I I just donate a big chunk up front, and you know when, when it when it all recoups, I'll donate some more. It, right. It, you know, those of you that know how the business works and and, yeah. and know that <laughs> that it can be can be nickels and dimes. My intention was not to have to put Happy Star through that because you can't buy a ukulele with nickels and dimes. Yeah, um, true, true. A so, lot of anyway, nickels. That, that's and, yeah. The, Great. Well, yeah. okay. So the the record is out. It's available on all these outlets. Um, yeah. What is uh, what's coming up over the summer for Hullabaloo? You know, summertime we go crazy with live shows. Uh-huh. Um, we, you know, that um, June, July, and August I'll be doing like thirty to forty shows a month. Wow. Um, we do a lot of library shows, and we produce uh, a concert series here in San Diego on the right on the San Diego Bay. Um, this beautiful, beautiful park across from the San Diego Bay. We've got historic ships across the street, you know, tied up oh, at the dock. Sounds and, so good. <laughs> anyway, so we produced this uh, this outdoor evening concert for families um, uh, from May to September. So those are the, those are the big things, and we'll play approximately four billion libraries between <laughs> now and September. So it's, well, uh, yeah, it's a busy time, but it's, it's kind of my favorite time. Right. And this is what we know about Hullabaloo is you, you hustle and you make it happen. And that's a great thing. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that is my official business model right there. Hustle. Yeah, hustle. Um, so remind us, how do we find you and follow you and keep up with you? Yeah. So um, the best way of course is, is the website, which is just hullabalooband.com. And then uh, social media stuff. I'm on Facebook um, under Hello Blue and Instagram under at Hello Blue Steve. Awesome. And uh, that, I don't really do any Twitter or any of that business, but uh, I would love to say hi to anybody that uh, wants yeah. to get in touch. Awesome. All right, Steve. Well, thank you for uh, thank you for this record and and the project and and send me that link when you. Uh, get a chance and we'll be yeah. sure to, to share that with the audience. Cause I think it, I mean, to me, it sounds like a really fun project to like listen back to back to, and see how people interpret yeah, things. No, it's super fun. I, I think it's, I think it's really fun just to, to, to compare, uh, to, two songwriters and you can have two totally different takes and they'll both be fun. And, Absolutely. And great. So I always uh, appreciate having a good conversation with you. Yeah. It's great talking to you. Okay. Thanks so much, Steve. All right. Thank you. All right. Take care. How's that for a good old-fashioned double whammy? Again, check out all my buddies on Kids Listen. You can find them under the hashtag KidsListenSummer or go to KidsListen.org. It's all there. Thank you to Mick Sullivan. Check out the Past and the Curious podcast. It is legit certified and bonafide. Also, check out that brand new album by Hullabaloo. It's really, really fun. And find the link on the article at GoodStuffPod.com so you can hear the alternate takes it's fun to call something an alternate take, the alternate takes of these songs and support Happy Star Melodies. It seems like a really great and worthwhile nonprofit that we can support. All right, here is the full song, Camping with Alana by Hullabaloo on the album 20 Songs in 20 Days. Enjoy, and for reals, talk to you next week. For reals. Hike up to the mountain top, I swim down in the lake. Alana wants to see how much fun that we can take. 
Our tents are all set up, our dinner dishes clean. We just watch the greatest sunset we've ever seen. Come gather round the campfire, everybody sing along. Camping with Lana, singing campfire songs. Yankee Doodle Dandy, skip to my loo. We'll sing all the hits tonight and all your favorites too. Country roads take me home, twinkle, twinkle, little star. Alana sings them all as she strums on her guitar. Come gather round the campfire, everybody sing along. We're camping with Alana singing campfire songs. Grandpa wants some Elvis. Mom wants Cheryl Crow. My grandma wants that one song. I can't remember how it goes. My daddy wants to hear House of the Rising Sun. Alana's got us all singing, Run, Bunny, Run. Come gather round the campfire. Everybody sing along. We're camping with Alana, singing campfire songs. We're camping with Alana, singing campfire songs. We're camping with Alana, singing campfire songs. Stuff.